Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Vibes and Kelly Willie podcast. Thank you very much for taking time out to tune into this episode again. And you're definitely in for another interesting conversation with an even more interesting person. On today's episode, I am talking to Dr. Ikuya Nihanda Williams, uh, a, a medical doctor, a writer, an Instagram inspirational poster. What else again? Philanthropist. Oh my god. Anti child abuse advocate. Feminist. Oh my and, god. Uh, what else again? That's right. The the, the accolades are plenty and I w- I'm sure she'll tell us a little bit more. Read about it, yeah. Yes, so please. Dr. Williams, please um welcome. I'm clapping for you. Thank you very much for joining us on the Vibes and Killing Thank podcast. you. Thank you for having me, Joshua. Are you welcome? All right, so um, before we start with like going to anything, I would like to say I'd like to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you'd like to know. You know, before we even get into trying to probe into everything, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so my name is Ikia Nihanda Williams. Recently, Doctor Ikia Williams. Thank you. Um, I'm 24. Yeah. I finished University of Ghana medical school literally a month ago and um, i'm an aspiring pediatrician Ooh. i like reading i like writing i like advocating for women's rights mm-hmm. um, i like spending time with my family yeah that's pretty much it tell us a little bit about your journey from you know you know from as far back as you like right up to this point that now you are a fully uh, a full-fledged doctor a full-fledged doctor now yeah <laughs> full-fledged doctor <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so um i think as far back as maybe primary school or junior high school i always knew i wanted to be a doctor wow i never had a reason but it was just i just always knew i wanted to be a doctor and then <laughs> Yeah, as far as primary school and junior high school. And then when I was in junior high school, I read Ben Carson's Gifted Hands. Junior and high I was school. Like, oh my god, this is it. Yes, I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. Like junior high school, yeah. You know what? I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. Mind you, I don't really have any doctors in my family, so it's not like mm-hmm. I do inspiration from mm-hmm. anyone in my family, but I just knew that's what I wanted. So as a junior high school, I chose science. If you know anything about how like the educational system in Ghana works, mm. if you want to go to medical school, you have to do science. I chose science. Yeah. Then I went to high school. I went to Holy Child School. Yeah. Holy Co in the building. You saying yeah, like you've done your research here. Yeah, you Holy Co in the building. Oh yes, I do my. I've done my research with regards to how um uh the. Um, was it educational system work? I've been in Ghana for a while, so I know how the educational system relatively. I relatively know how the educational system works. Let okay. me say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you went to Holy okay. Co. Holy Co. Yeah, in the so building. Let's Holy go. Child. Yeah. <laughs> and I I studied science all throughout this while. Like I was, I still had my dream of entering medical school. Like I still knew I wanted to be a doctor. Um, so I was studying really hard, like everybody else. Studying really hard, praying really hard. Senior high school was fun. It was 
I wasn't into too many extracurricular activities, which I kind of regret. I wish I could go back and do more extracurricular stuff. Wow. But I was just that student that was focused and knew what she wanted. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then I was knew what you wanted from the tender age of 10. Then... <laughs> oh, maybe quite eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Old beta. Congratulations. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> So you had eight A's. Yeah, so after high school, then yeah, I had eight A's. After high school, the results came. I was so happy, so grateful that all my hard work and prayers had paid off. Then I was shortlisted for I applied to University of Ghana Medical School. Legon was actually the only school I applied to. Mm-hmm. So I think about it in retrospect, that was wild because I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't got. So it. take the. <laughs> so, Forget it. I applied to Legon. <laughs> I'm not a Kumasi girl. I'm, I'm sorry. Wow. See, I come to do house job. You see. I'll pray. I'll pray that the good Lord not pay you back. Nothing wrong with being a Kumasi girl. <laughs> For that statement. There's nothing wrong with being a Kumasi girl. KNUS is a great school. There's nothing wrong with being a Kumasi girl. Just, it's just not me. It wasn't my path. So I applied to University of Ghana Medical School. Then I was shortlisted for the entrance exam. I it was a bit difficult and all over the place. Then I was shortlisted for the interview. Went for the interview. And then I gained admission into University of Ghana Medical School in 2016. Yeah. 2016. So tell us about your journey through medical school then. Like when you got into medical school, how did it? So how was it? Yeah. Were you one of the people that had a blast throughout medical school, or some of us are like, you know, we are just moving, we are just crawling by, we are just moving through with, with the grace of God and hmm, the grace of God. If not grace of God, some of us will not be moving through this medical school. I think I, <laughs> I don't know any medical student who is not moving through by grace of god so that's like a constant factor but yeah i think i had a lot of fun in medical school mm. and first year we were on one campus and i had a number not a loss but i had some friends from with me from high school from holy child so i already had that friend group then i came to university i also had some friends from my junior high school also at legon and then i made some friends i made quite a lot of non-medical friends because we were on Legon campus at the time. I wish I had made more non-medical friends. But first year, first year was normal. We did the basic science, chemistry, physics, animal biology. I think physics was the most difficult at the time. But I enjoyed my non-science courses like um, African studies, academic writing. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I really enjoy the non-science courses. First year was it was it was a breeze. I just breezed through. It was it was normal. I used to go home almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could go back to first year, I would do more things. Like for example, I never went for pens for things yeah. like that, which I felt like I should have just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I would have been a bit more involved in my church, but I didn't get to do that. Then second year, oh my god, I still have PTSD from second year. 
second year medical school <laughs> was crazy. <laughs> Every time I see the MB2s, I'm triggered because I'm like, what is this? It was the ghetto. Um, so the first thing is that second year, you know, you are still on Legon campus. Yeah. And is bringing to campus every morning. Yeah. So that alone is so difficult. Struggling to get space on the bus. Wake, having to wake up early so you don't miss the bus. Sitting through the bus ride. At the end of the day, coming back, being in traffic, you are hot, you are sticky, you are smelly. It's not like formalin from dissection. Like, so the bus rides were ridiculous. And then just the contents and stuff. When second year started out, I thought, oh, I'm smart. I got eight A's, 700 was cool. All I need to do is just study and I'll do well. Mm-hmm. But I was so wrong because there's a way to study in medical school. I pass. swear to God. And you really need advice from seniors. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not just. This is why you have to tell us exactly everything you need, pass. you did, and you needed, like you need to do to like pass through this medical school well. You see why you need to give advice to like those of us that are still at the uh, behind yeah. you. Go on. Yes, and advice is so important in our school, honestly. Advice is so, so important. Another thing that's important is just discovering what works for you. What works for you too. And in second year, I hadn't done either of those. First of all, I wasn't listening to any of the advice from the seniors. Mm-hmm. I remember some of our seniors would come and be like, Oh, take the take your bone box every day, try and learn one bone. Not me. I left the bones for like a different <laughs> week. Um <laughs> I also didn't i just didn't know what worked for me i was oh <laughs> gosh <laughs> i just thought i knew it all like i wasn't listening to advice yeah i mean you got it so nobody can tell you anything what else was i going to say um <laughs> exactly exactly which was so wrong i wasn't solving enough past questions i can't like now when i think about it in retrospect i can't believe i actually used to go and sit in an exam without solving past questions did wow. I think I was? Though you were the like you were the one, you're the ninja. <laughs> you're the real one. So second honestly. Honestly. Every day second year was hard and the stuff, you know, when you are doing clinical years, the things you learn about in the lectures, you see them on the walls. So yeah. it makes sense. But second year, everything is very theoretical. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very hard to put things together. Um so second year was very, 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 very difficult for me i know how i managed to go through that year without a referral honestly so that if it was this difficult then it was probably even way way more difficult for the people who had referrals and couldn't make it and all that but yeah these are some of the things that i did in second year that when i look back I, like i shouldn't have been doing and yeah so second year like i said very difficult so i would have done differently was listen to the advice from the seniors about how to study and then solve more past questions and learn actively instead of passively you know like you just come to class and you're just listening to the lectures with the intention of going back to your room and then going to learn then instead of actually trying to learn in class so that's what i've done differently third year was better third year was that it was fun like third year i knew what i was doing <laughs> So mm-hmm. I was learning actively in class, like trying to understand in class, mm-hmm. not just sitting in class, going through the motions. Um, then yeah, so I was discussing questions with friends, not really an official group study. Yeah. I was doing motions with like friends and that also helped. And I started 
started in early first day of the semester i started you were able to do that so no matter what you do it will pile up at okay you're able to do that you're able to start yes you're able to do that because we all say we all say that like we all tell ourselves that wow you i don't like pressure i don't like i don't like things being piled up and i don't put pressure on myself during the revision week like sometimes during revision week medical students are sleeping for just four hours me no matter what i'll sleep for that eight hours so i need to do the work at the beginning of the semester so that revision week i'm free so yeah as i said in third year was better then we started clinical years clinical years was when i felt like i was really doing medicine <laughs> it was great and tell us why i took the advice from the seniors very seriously like when we would have our zoom meetings with like a year group ahead of us i would actually have a notebook i'll write down points for every rotation okay so this is what this person did for surgery this is what this person did for medicine this is what is recommended i'll write on short notes on how it should be done i have specific seniors i will talk to for advice and then just figuring out thing how things work for me for example i'm a morning like i learn better in the morning so waking up early and then studying as opposed to staying up so like 12 studying so then for 42 i was applying myself more like when we go to the world who wants to present our volunteers to present um and the things we were learning once you were seeing them it, it just it made it very easy there was not a lot of even though there was a lot of memorization it wasn't as much as in basic sciences where you're literally cramming things that was pretty outstanding for because you were seeing the patients and you know, it, it made it easier so when COVID hits, we, I was literally at home, worried that we would be called back any time to write the final part one. But at the same time, to not step in, I don't know. It's a very, <laughs> very weird, weird time. <laughs> we were so uncertain about everything. We didn't even know if we we're ever going to be able to like if what was going to happen like what what does what the future was so uncertain oh my god oh my god the amount of misinformation like now looking back being more informed now and looking back and seeing that it really wasn't as if i mean it was it was a very challenging virus but but there was probably a worldwide overreaction but then again better safe better safe than sorry so yeah, so um, uh, COVID yeah, COVID hit school, yeah, and then when you're called back and given such a short period to write the final yeah. part one, uh, part one exam, what happened? How was that period for you? Oh it wasn't easy. I we really had to do strategic learning. Mm-hmm. That was when I realized there's nothing in this world I can't do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to do strategic learning. Because we literally had like three weeks, and those three weeks, part of it, the lecturers were taking us on the world to cram all the information into our head. Luckily for me, I had done 10 weeks of surgery. Oh, okay. I had to do use of internal medicine, which is not as demanded as surgery. As surgery. Those who 
Wow, <laughs> that would have been, would have been so miserable. But yes, yeah, why is the music go at all? Jeez, it's gone. Yeah, so I enjoyed I enjoyed this medicine, I enjoyed surgery, I enjoyed community health. I think in fourth year, my least favorite was in Senna medicine. Then we came to second clinical. I think second clinical by far was my best year in medical school. Best? Oh, it was my, it was my, my definitely my worst. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Tell, tell us how it was the best. Was the best honestly um but i said it's telling myself oh so i've done internal medicine i've done i've done surgery i've done community health i'm not going to do like pdx and ong to see i should really have an idea of what i want to specialize in mm-hmm. and i did have an idea at the end of that year mm-hmm. i enjoyed ong ong was great i mean they claim it was stressful having to and catch babies and the load but it was fun i actually enjoyed all of that yeah i actually enjoyed that part too that was true that's true it yeah, was, was fun. fun it was a very fun rotation and by that time i had a group studies which was so helpful mm-hmm. that's another thing i would encourage everybody to be in medical school please be in group studies mm-hmm. because sometimes you learn something but when you go to this and you find out other people know it too you, yeah you pay close attention to it there are some things that you will never hear even if you will take school or laws you talk to everything you will never hear until you are in group study you're in group study that's true that's true that's true that is true that yeah, is true so that was like really good then i loved pediatrics pediatrics was everything like i loved this so 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 much it was such an organized mutation <laughs> It's a very organized meeting. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know some of my friends will be like, ah, did we do the same pediatrics? Because people hated pediatrics, but I loved it. I, I found all my pediatric lecturers so inspiring, especially the females. Oh wow! <laughs> you loved pediatrics, like it, you, the excitement in your voice is so refreshing. Childhood was, oh, well, childhood was childhood for me. Okay. Yeah. Like boy child. Mm, I know, right? What? Hmm. What shall the boy child do so, yeah, right that, now? That was that was second year. Second year, I wouldn't really do anything differently. But I would say for the logbooks, the cushion babies, all the things you have signed for, start as any people and try not to miss lectures. Yeah. Be on the world, apply yourself. Yeah. Then okay. final year. Another one of my favorite years. Mm-hmm. Final year was final year was everything they said. <laughs> it was it was stressful. It was stressful just <laughs> just not knowing whether you were really going to finish this year or just not knowing whether you are really going to finish this year or not. And University of Ghana Medical School being the last school to finish, so you know you are going through the semester and you are seeing your friends from UDS, the UCC, KNUSC, and you are still in school and all that made it stressful. But um, internal medicine, surgery, community health, community health was fun. Going to the districts was fun, but it was. It, it, it could be annoying at some point because some of the things that they'd actually to do mm-hmm. wouldn't really see the relevance in the exam so it'd be like you're running around 
yeah. you know, this public health stuff. But then they come and ask you questions in the slides. When you really had time to read the slides. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. But, but all in all, final year two. Final year two was fun. Final year, I would say, start studies. Again, do studies. Don't pile up things. Try and understand things once and for all. If you are doing surgery, try and understand a topic once and for all because a lot of the times when you are writing the final part three, it's not things that you study in the revision week or what you read the morning before the exam accounts. Mm-hmm. Lots of the exam was based on chronic knowledge. Mm. Sometimes even chronic knowledge from fifth um, year and then fourth year. So what I would say is that try and understand things once and for years so that you don't really have to go back to it too much. You can focus on other things you haven't done before during the exam, during the examination period. And then just believe in yourself, believe in yourself that you can do it. All right. <laughs> you All can right. do it. It's possible. Other people have done it. You can do it. Organize yourself. Be strategic. Know what everybody knows. And then know what the lecturers want to know. If everybody knows something, you should know it. Don't be mm-hmm. the only person who doesn't know it. And mm-hmm. then know what the lecturers want you to know. Um, practice your examinations, practice your examinations, and then try and do some studying every day. Try and do some studying every day, and then take good care of your health. Eat well, sleep well, because just yourself. And at the end of the day, doing the exam is sick you'll still not be able to put up your best performance, even though you may yeah. have studied and put in all this work. So try and rest, try and have fun. If you are into religion, try and, you know, take some religious activities seriously and all that. Yeah. That's good. That's very good. This has been very... You have given us the true lowdown on how to survive in medical school. Thank you very yeah. much, Dr. Williams. You you have no idea how... Um, yeah, welcome <laughs> I trust this 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 advice would be would inspire a lot of people listening because it has been inspiring me all throughout. Um, so talking about extracurricular activities that you did or you do, um, you're a writer, right? Oh yeah, yeah, writer. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit more about that. Is that kind of like a hobby for you? Is that something you're looking to go into more professionally alongside medicine? Like what inspired it, and first of all, what I mean, what is your subject matter? What are you hoping to achieve? You know, just tell us, a, tell us a little bit about it. Is it for fun? Is it where do you, how big are you hoping it gets? You know, just tell a little bit about it. Okay, so I actually I like reading. I've always liked reading from like mm-hmm. primary school and everything, and then I picked up reading seriously again during university and. When I say reading, I mean like fictional novels, fictional novels, and I particularly like those from African writers. So mm. it's always nice when you read a story and you're like, ah, oh, no, like if I was writing this story, I would write it this way, or mm-hmm. oh, I could also write this. So mm-hmm. writing started out as a hobby, and mm-hmm. I would write like fictional short story just for myself and my family, and, like close friends, nobody yeah. else would read it and all that. But I started taking it more seriously during the COVID, during the mm. six months we are at home. Because I had mm. a lot of time in my hands. So I, mm. I wrote a lot. I wrote like a whole manuscript of short stories. I actually joined a writer's marathon. Wow. And wrote a whole manuscript of short stories. And then I was spending time on Instagram 
and I started seeing a lot of like writing competitions, writing competitions. So I would write stories and then I would submit to these competitions. I write fictional, fictional short stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And submit to these competitions and I would get feedback. And that's what like kind of like piqued my interest. Do I hope to take it professionally? Yeah, absolutely. Like I want to meet you, Amanda, one day. Okay. Okay. So, I definitely want to write. <laughs> I definitely want to write professionally. Um, alongside practicing medicine, of course. And yeah, I had one story that has been published so far in a journal. One That's of my biggest achievements, my proudest moments. And, we are very proud of you too. Yeah. We're very proud of you too. Congratulations for that. Thank first of you. many, I hope. I the first of many, I believe, actually. First of many, I believe. So, um, yeah. So, apart from writing, are there any other hobbies you're into? Um, I also like reading. So, if I'm not reading, writing. If you're not reading, not writing. I just like to spend time with my family. Wow. I'm just spending time with friends. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really into like large group hangouts or mm-hmm. clubbing. Okay. I'm into more intimate social hey, gatherings. Okay, tell okay. us. <laughs> like, but you club every now and then, but like it's not it's not your it's not your go to uh, mood yeah, to relax. It's, it's not my thing. All right, all right, all right, all right. So you so you be you'd be more of a homebody, I'd say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like when I was on campus i was home like almost every week and when we moved to Kalibu, i was definitely home like every other weekend mm. every opportunity i get to go home i'm at home okay. if i come back from lectures i'm in my room if i'm not in the library i'm in my room like i'm wow you're so, hey, what yeah. you ask like you're a serious student too wow thank you like <laughs> thank you so it's like possible that. guys it's possible it's possible to live the life of go from class to library to your room sleep wake up read because that's what she was doing she was if she wasn't reading she was writing it's not like do you that. understand how like the amount of diligence joshua <laughs> stop this people assume that if you say you're a homebody i'm aside that from lectures i come to my room yeah once you come to your room that means you're studying but that's not true i could be in my room watching movies but if you're in the I library, you're not watching movies, movies. By the way, I forgot. I my... <laughs> yeah, but it's not like I was in the library. 24 7. And hey, that's, that's a lie. Eight. Could what? be in the library of Wi Fi to watch movies on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not every library. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh jeez. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay, this you definitely giving us the whole vibe of who you are and enjoy like definitely like this our conversation so far has been a vibe and this is where the vibes you know this is this is why the podcast is called Vibes and Kelly Willie. You know, we are getting to you know we get into this group, we get into talking like this and like you know getting to have real conversations and real things that happen around us and especially that concerns our lives that we can all share and then we get into the Kelly Willie part of the podcast which is where you know we start to get a little bit more spicy into we'll be probing more into what's going on 
you know. Oh, oh, is it? Is that what this? Yes. 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 Wow. It's the this. Yes. So this is the Vibes and Kelly podcast again. Welcome. Thank you very much. Um, dating in medical school, or dating just dating in general, dating, but especially dating in medical school because this is where a lot of the listeners will be able to relate. Uh, what was your experience? How was the what, what was your experience? What were your challenges? You know, you want to get into your you know where all the times like you know all times where you were you had butterflies in your stomach, times you chopped breakfast, I you know all the things. That's where that's where we are going into. Make no mistake. So yes, this. <laughs> so what was your dating experience throughout? Like, yes. First of all, are you single? Or you are in a you are in a situation or in a happy relationship. Wait, wait, we have to we have to start this off right. Yeah, yeah, it's in a situation. Okay, she's in a situation, guys. So those of you that were relationship, God forbid. Ebi, is that not what you said? So are you single or No, I was forbid. Okay, so are you No, I'm not single. You are not single. I have a boyfriend. Well, Congratulations! So, so yes, you are dating. You're in a relationship. Um, so, how was dating in medical school? What's your experience? Um, let me start for my success stories. Evie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's one successful story which has brought us to where we are today. So, let me start mm-hmm. from that. Um. So I met my boyfriend when I was in third year. Mm-hmm. He was in final year at the time. And mm-hmm. then we started dating right before I started first clinical. Mm-hmm. So I've known him for four years and we've been dating for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and I think that, like I said, for me personally, my relationship has it's honestly made life on campus easier for me. He's been like, such a big supporter, a resource, an advisor. Like he's gone over and above for me, so I think oh. he didn't find the right person. Oh, <laughs> oh. So the so the key to the key to succeeding in medical school is dating dating someone three years your senior senior. That's it, guys. She has given you the keys. See how I'm she. Not- See how she, she sounds so elated and so happy just talking and reminiscing about how amazing this this yeah, person has been. Those of you that are struggling in medical school is yeah. because you don't have B. So get yourself a B. Those of you that are struggling. Those of you, those of you that are suffering. <laughs> That's what she's basically implying, in not so many words. That's what she's trying to let you know. That yeah. it's because you are nursing. That's why. <laughs> that's why you're not studying. Oh. Especially hold your hand and guide you to the path. But you also need to remain focused and set your boundaries. 
before you yeah. start dating. So that whoever comes into your life is there to respect some before you enter the so set your boundaries with with your partner or like other people no with yourself like tell yourself this is what i'm doing this is what i want to do mm. so that the person who comes into your life is there to respect your boundaries but if mm. they come and you don't have any boundaries in place already then it's just like vibes right mm. for example you know you have these studies from 8 to 10 mm-hmm. every tuesday and thursday mm-hmm. you get a text from your boyfriend oh they're coming pick you and let's go and buy ice cream you 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 want to go and get ice cream with your boyfriend and spend some but at the same time so you know you have good studies and you set that boundary where it says that oh from eight to ten tuesdays i'm going to be a good studies and you are firm with it the person comes and respects but if you also like oh yeah sure let's go and get ice cream and then you miss group study and they discuss the past question that's gonna come in the eye you are saying something you're saying something so that's the key <laughs> people she has given you the full vibes so what of your unhappy sto- your um, unsuccessful stories you have a lot of unsuccessful stories um yeah i think i think i have more than i would have wanted actually ep i i think <laughs> i wanted personally for me in class dating mm-hmm. you know so when i was in level 100 i had a i had a talking stage with in my class, mm-hmm. which then in tears and disrespect. That was first semester. Second semester, I had another talking stage with someone else in my class. Mm-hmm. It didn't really end in tears, and, but hard to regroup. No mind though, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> second year, you broke you broke the boy's heart. Oh my God, Joshua. Oh God. No, it's not All like this. Oh, like this beauty. You can be heartbroken even if the person didn't break your heart. It happens. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell, okay, tell me more about it. Tell me more about it. You can be heartbroken without you. The person actually breaking your heart. So it happens. And um, then in MB2, I thought I had learned my lesson. I was done with medical school boys. I was done with interclass days. I was like, okay, let me see what else is happening on the Legon campus. And my God. Survival of the fit. <laughs> it's, it's crazy out there. <laughs> I think part of why I came here. I think part of why I came here was so difficult for me was because I really got my heart broken. I got my heart really broken in second year and So the same way you said that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you can be heartbroken, but it's not the person that broke your heart. <laughs> it's the same no, way. Hey, this one did you broke your heart? Okay, but the other one, you didn't break his heart. He was just heartbroken by himself. Like he was just there, and the trailer came to jam him. All right, all right. <laughs> oh. So um, yeah, but I. I think we joke a lot about heartbreak, but heartbreak is something I'm romantic heartbreak is something I'm really passionate about because I think I think they affect us more than we like to admit or more than we we notice. They literally change your outlook on love, they change your outlook on men. Mm-hmm. It's it's a difficult situation, honestly. And 
I mean, I know people who have had heartbreaks that have even triggered mental health conditions, like triggered a bipolar episode, a manic episode, and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with I that. Yeah, we do, we do. You know what? We do. We actually do. I agree that we actually do I take this thing. Surviving heartbreak. Just for surviving husband from an experience. I know it sounds very cliche, but time heals. Honestly, it's true. Honestly, from like from experience too, I can tell you. Like yeah, it's only time. Like nothing can nothing can really really nothing can sort it out and sort it like make you feel as as good as time. That's the only that's the only medicine. It's weird and it sucks. No matter how many distractions you look for. You spoke like a two heartbreaker, Joshua. Like oh, me. No. Me, yes, you, me, me. No, I've never broken a heart in my entire life. No, not that I know of. Not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Hey, let me clean my mouth. Let me let me clean my mouth because I mean. Hey, we all have blood in our on our hands. Um, oh, please, please, <laughs> please! <laughs> the way you spoke about the first year, the second year, the second guy in your first year class. Yeah, nah, you have blood. On, you have blood on your hands. I'm sure. I'm sure you have blood on your hands. And you know you have blood on your hands, but it's okay. It's all right. It's one of those things. It's all vibes and killing you. you understand? Keep your keep your female friendships. You can keep your male friendships. Like because your friends are the one going like these difficult times. And again, if you believe in religion, pray, pray, pray. Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually help you see what you are willing to solve and what you're not willing to do. I definitely know that that's those experiences I had in first year, second year, and third year have yeah. shaped who I am, my current relationship and uh They've been helpful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, please learn from your breakfast. Rather than just chopping it and learn, try and be learning from your breakfast. Okay. That's that's what that is. That is the this thing. That's the um, funny thing. Diagnosis from Doctor Williams. All right. Um. <laughs> at this point, uh, want I think I want to get into more spicy topics, but I don't know if I should do. If I should hey, do that. Oh, yes, this one, this one is just like so with the uh, bread and stew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With the bread and stew, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so um, now that we've mm-hmm. gone into like we've got touched uh, touch a little bit on relationships, let's get into a more something a bit more, you know, dicey. Um. What do you think the role, the role, um, the role of modern day rules of engagement, like, what do, what role has it played on the inter- interpersonal relationships between men and women in society? I think it's the modern what rules of en- the modern rule of, rules of engagement. Now, how how we approach one another is different now. Now, how we approach each other socially, like men and women. See, with the whole gender war thing. I think how things have evolved are definitely favorite. Okay. And so I like that. 
I, I like that. Um, there are some things that are even though there are now modern rules of engagement, I feel like you can still be old school if you want to be old school, and that's that's fine. Just meet someone you're on the same level with. Example: women in their shorts. Um, I. I applaud women who are bold enough to do that. I think it's great that women can now also decide who they want to date personally. But women have always decided who they wanted to date. Women yeah, are, have like, they have always decided at the end of the day. It's like it's initiating it. Oh but that, okay. So yes, we're deciding like we're picking from those who came. Eh. It's like those who come. Then pick from those available. But it's like now, women are being empowered to initiate, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Like I said, could never be me. <laughs> could never be you, eh? <laughs> so with all your feminist ideals of go for what you want, but the one thing, the one thing you actually really want, which like which we are socially conditioned to actually want, which is relationships with other human beings. <laughs> You were, you are not feminist when it comes to that one, eh? Yes. But you but usually okay but usually okay okay look at it from look at it this way um you and your current boyfriend right now mm-hmm. did you initially give him any green lights before mm-hmm. did you did you notice that he liked you even before he like he started to show you signs or had you liked him from afar yeah, I even yeah i think i knew from the first day i had you knew from so you knew no. you didn't know from afar you, no. so you don't know how long he might have been seeing you around or something like that The first day I met him was literally the first day he had seen me, which was also literally okay. the first day I would. Okay. 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 Yeah. So from that, from that in, uh, initial interaction, you already knew that okay, this guy likes me. Yeah, I knew. I knew. It was, it was very clear. Ah, okay. All right. All right. All right. So you didn't have to shoot your shot with that. There was no. Uh, there was no ambiguity. And that's one of the things I love about my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> women should be able to ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men, men too, men too. Please, if she's not, if she's not giving you green lights, you to run away. What advice would you have for the guys too? Because you know, some of your sisters are are definitely. I I I I reserve I will reserve my comments. But what advice would you would you have advi- um, what advice do you have for the guys? And we're dealing with some of your sisters that you know what of. Advice for the guys. Stop chasing multiple women and go for what you want. Mm. Stop chasing multiple women. But when you what you want doesn't want you, you then want. what? <laughs> when you when what you want doesn't want you, then what? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, then you can move on. Then you can and that's on. it. Then you're moving on. Like you're asking me out. Uh-huh. No, you're asking me out. At the same time, you're asking a in the class also. Who do you like? Like, <laughs> who do you like? Both of you. <laughs> you get it. 
I say I don't want to be bigger move. <laughs> you see, you spoken like a typical medical school. Boy. <laughs> a typical <laughs> medical school boy. <laughs> wow. 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 Well, I mean, I haven't, de- I haven't dated anyone in my class, and I don't. In fact, I'm never going to comment on that. I'm not going to comment about relationship history on the podcast. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. No, comment, it's okay. Comment, comment, comment. Don't worry. Is this podcast even real? Oh, but you know, at the end of the day, you can't take. I mean, that's the policy of the podcast. Don't take anything you hear on here from here on out too personal because after all, it's all vibes and killy willy. You don't know. These are not manifestos. We are not. We are not campaigning that's for election. Yeah, you get it. This is all we have. This is all vibes and killy willy. And these are not manifest. We're not campaigning for votes. So hey, maybe it's real. Maybe it's not real. Maybe I'm here. Maybe I'm not here. Maybe this is this. Maybe this is artificial intelligence. Just you know, making two people's voice and creating stories. Who knows? <laughs> No, because like look at the effect of social media now and how, how like the the degeneracy it has had in our in our society today we are all the sense like everybody's now so sensitive about everything like yeah. now feelings is way more important than the facts like how how someone feels about it so uh, oh if you hurt my feelings is more like being hurting somebody's feelings is more important than telling the truth like w- w- how did we how, yeah. how how are we supposed to grow as a society? You understand? How are we supposed to grow as a society if I we like can't? I like how passionate you are about it. Charlie, babe. <laughs> no, honestly, but sensitivity in society today. What's your what's your take on it? In regards to things like this pronouns, this whole things, everybody. No, no, just just give me your take. Just give me your take. You see, right now people. Has that I can't even give my opinion on this. You see, <laughs> and this is freedom yeah, of speech. Oh, like, oh, like, you are just reacting. You are doing this, and then I think I'm just like, if this person's offended, hey, who am I to? Who am I to tell someone not to be offended over something? Like I said, I can't even give my opinion on sensitivity. Oh, so be sensitive to this opinion. But we can't be constant. You like, we can't be constantly. Concerned with being offending people, be like, we if not, we can't talk. Nobody can talk about anything serious. If not, we we'll only talk about the weather. You understand? We won't tell people to what? Yeah. We, won't, we won't tell people to sleep yeah. on that mosquito-treated insecticide-treated nets because I mean, it's not exactly. Like, somebody just wants to lie down under the breeze outside and everything. You tell them that oh no, you have to sleep inside under like mosquito sex treated net and everything you are you are you could you are possibly offending the person you understand but these are things you need yeah, to do even the way that you are talking about you get what i'm saying like even we the have you are talking about yeah, yeah. like what you can say someone's country is too hot and the person says it's offensive for you to say my country is too hot what, what like what 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 sort of a is that? What what where are we going to as a people? <laughs> <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh 
Oh no 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 I mean facts have to be true I mean you have to be able to say that like if you keep stopping your stuffing your face with like what with food and everything you will grow fat it's a physiological fact we are not making it up <laughs> we all like food there's a reason why we all we all limit what we eat <laughs> it's not because the doctors are telling you they don't think food is delicious but now you can't even say that just say you are fat phobic oh erade oh no 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 where are we going to as a, where are we honestly going to as a society cry where <laughs> eh, and all this is because social media. Oh. Let's never go into the cosmetic surgery like effect on how it is affect. Uh, like, in fact, no. Let's go into it. Let me get your take on that. You know, things that people are things that people are doing to their body these days to be yeah, famous. What you? I think what exactly? Your um the cosmetic surgery boom. So the cosmetic surgery boom let's get your take on it uh the things that people are doing to their body in order to be famous and you know this whole cos everybody's now doing a bbl or trying to get a face f this thing nose lift is it nose lift or whatever it is you know and the impact on the young, younger generation especially th- through the spread of this on social media what are your concerns what are your thoughts and concerns My claims are my personal. My personal opinion is that I'm not guessing any surgery unless I medically needed it. Mm-hmm. And my take on that, that I think it stems a lot from issues of low self-esteem. Mm. We all have like parts of our bodies we are comfortable with things we wish were other ways, but to put yourself through a major life-threatening surgery just to look a particular way or to fulfill a certain social media demand i think that's like some serious level of low self-esteem um i think that these issues should start early with children mm-hmm. building up your children preventing people from speaking out when people bullying people fat shaming and passing unpleasant comments about people's complexions and all these things i think that when you deal with the self-esteem issues at a younger age you grow with it and then you don't have all these issues of wanting to to be something you are not um again to i think a lot of let me speak for i think a lot of women do it for the male gaze and it's really not worth it it's not worth it Beauty is very subjective. What one person might see and think is is beautiful, another person thinks is like totally ugly. And I just want to say, some of these people look so ridiculous. Oh my god! I, <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw one in garage. Like I went to garage a few days ago, and I saw somebody with a BBL. And I see, look, it looks weird on Instagram, but I'm telling you, you it looks fifty times more weird in person. Like it was just sitting yeah, there. Just it was just sitting there on her back, and I was like, <laughs> "Someone was sharing a story about a woman who got a BBL and had her kidney stolen." 
magic. Oh. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Like, yeah, I don't know if I explain stolen. So I guess BBL. Yeah. BBL, like, is it really worth it? Is it? Is it though? Is it? <laughs> Charlie, is it? Is it? Is yeah, it? and I think people don't realize like these are major life threatening like surgeries. Mm-hmm. Even anesthesia alone, the anesthesia alone that you have to undergo for the surgery can only Charlie. Why would you want to put something like that when you don't need it? Charlie. If you don't need it, but if you don't need it, but it's an issue. I think it stems from low self esteem, which needs to be dealt with. Well, my dear, we could go, we could go on and on. We could go on and on, but I think we've had like a fantastic conversation. Let me ask yeah. you a few, a few more questions before um is there anything you want to ask me first of all before before we get into anything i was actually gonna ask you why you named your podcast vibes and kiddie willy but i think you you think oh yeah oh you got right okay 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 and it's like i need, I need to trademark i need to trademark that statement because you know i'm the one that ke- you see when this whole vibes and inshallah thing came out was going around i my own catchphrase was vibes and kiddie willy yeah so yeah then again you know trademark it's mine it's all mine um so is there any uh looking back on your life right up to now with everything you know is there anything you do differently in my medical school journey yeah well you could extend out of it oh definitely one, I would have made more non-medical friends when I was only on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have attended more non-academic events. I didn't go to my mom in dinner. I've never been mm-hmm. to a sweet treat. Mm-hmm. Well, all those things I don't regret not doing them. But things like mom dinner, I, I should have gone. Yeah. Um, I would have got to hold on to certain friendships. I let go of certain friendships and I would I, I think I could have fought harder to hold on to those things. The hobbies I have now, which I began to, to take more seriously during COVID, like writing and reading. I think I would have started that earlier in level 100. Probably if I had started in, uh, writing in level 100, I could probably have a novel by the end of medical school. Don't worry, it's going come. Um, you, have, you have the next six months. I'm sure you'll come yeah, up with something. Great. Before you start house job. Yeah. Yeah, that I think. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's it. So, um, how would you say? How would you advise someone as like someone listening here now? Is, how would you advise someone listening on the best way to manage their mental health from your experience? So. Thing I would say is avoid, yeah, avoid putting yourself in situations that will stress you and put a strain on your mental health. We don't talk about this enough, but some of the situations that we find ourselves in are so unnecessary and we could have avoided it by doing certain things. For example, you don't study the entire semester. Mm-hmm. And then now you're banking all your hope on the revision week that a miracle comes through and now like you're so stressed you're having panic attacks because you've not studied mm-hmm. that would have been avoided if you had just started studying and mm-hmm. done what you were supposed to do yeah um other things like other things that affect your mental health like relationships in school mm-hmm. this is <laughs> 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 
Drink water and mind your own business. Thank you very much, Dr. Williams. Um, uh, how would you? So, last question is, um, how would you like to be remembered? Hmm. You mean in in this podcast on life? Both, including combined. I don't know if you don't take anything from me this podcast preparation start things and don't leave things for the last minute in medical school if you are struggling with something get help and just start things and don't leave things to the last minute know thyself in all that you know thyself mm-hmm. somebody's steady method might not work for you so just know yourself and then in life I don't know I just always pictured myself being in my small corner, making a difference in the life of children, mm-hmm. wherever I find myself. Yeah, I just want to be in my small corner and make as much of a difference as I can in the life of children. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dr. Kia. Nihanda, right? I, I Thank want... you, Joshua. All right, then. This, this has been a very fun conversation. I hope, um, you know, Hey, maybe when, next time when you're um, another, you have another work to publish. You know, we can you can come on the podcast again and talk about it. And we can talk at length about the story. That would I, be amazing. I would love to have yeah. you. Thank you very much. Okay, I really really appreciate you doing this uh, with me. All right. So that uh, is uh, first of all, where can people find you on uh, on, on social media? Those that want to follow you. Yeah, literally the only social media I'm on is Instagram. Mm. My Instagram handle is Ray Kia. That's A R K A Y K U I Y A A H. That is not. That is not how to spell Ray Kia. Your your Ray Kia is very very very. Take it or leave it. Social media is not your place. It is not. So please spell it again. Just spell it again one more time. All right. All right, thank you very much, Rikia Nihanda Williams. Um, so that's the end of my conversation with Dr. Ikea Williams. I had a lot of fun talking to her, and I really hope you guys also learned a lot from our conversation. It, it was a whole lot of fun, and I hope to have her back on very soon. You can follow Ikea on Instagram. She said she only has Instagram, so you can follow her on Instagram at Erikia. Erikia is spelled E R E A Y Q U I Y 
A-H. Or you can follow her bookstagram page. If you share her love of reading and you want to follow up and you want to follow up on her, you want to join her, you want to follow her on that, you can just follow her uh, bookstagram page at the Read with Nihanda. It's called Read with Nihanda. Nihanda is spelled N-E-H-A-N-D-A. N-E-H-A-N-D-A. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Vibes and Kelly Willie podcast. Coming to you next week with another interesting episode. Don't forget, don't take anything you've hear from you've heard from here too personal because after all it's all vibes and killy willy <laughs> thank you so much again follow the podcast on all social media platforms and reach out to us with your stories and your comments uh, they are all deeply appreciated peace out